0: Hello and
1: welcome to Windows and Widow's Pathomous D podcaster in the world of Trial. I'm here Dungeon Master Daddy and joining me as always are Eddie playing Tribble, Mitch playing the Naris, Joe playing the Alton, Vic playing the Fishman, and Laura playing Ruth. Let's jump into it. So where we last left off. Uh, The crew of the Polaris finalized their uh, plans uh, for their time in Ankathir and for the mission that they would be undertaking subsequently. Um, They selected a mission that would see them seeking out a lost underwater temple and an artifact left within it. and as the party went to sleep before, uh, before we finished, Neris had a vision or a dream or something where he was visited by a possible future self,
2: giving him warnings and omens for the future that may or may not come to pass. Based on his decisions. So. We picked that up. Pick back up. That very same evening. But someone else's quarters. Fishman. As you rest. You feel yourself
1: descending into a dream. You're floating in an endless ocean. Initially alone, though you soon find yourself in the company of a number of others, much like yourself, and dressed in near-identical armor. All of you are armed, and swimming in formation with you leading the charge. You take up positions, standing your ground, waiting until there's a disturbance in the water. A creature of unfathomable size slowly approaching, lashing out at the water around it as it almost charges towards you. As it does so, strange rifts begin to appear in the waters around you, and the water begins to rush through these rifts. The beast takes a diving moment, motion, momentarily dropping out of the line of sight before emerging in the center of your battalion. In the impact, you lose consciousness, though as you do, you see the creature moving through one of the rifts in the distance. And in the morning, you wake
2: in the morning, everyone wakes. Um. He would probably say something along the lines of, um. Again.
3: As he'll sort of just lay back down, grab his book, and, um, do some scribbles.
2: Okay. So. Day one on the water. Um, would
1: someone like to... Where is my... There is my travel document. Would someone like to roll me... Actually, I'll need three people to roll me D20s. So... Um, I've got one of them. Yeah. <clears throat> so can I get Tibble, uh, let's say Rue and Alton to roll me d twenties?
4: Of course.
1: So Tibble, what was your d twenty?
5: <laughs> Tibble rolled a 10. ten. I don't know if
6: that's good or bad.
1: <laughs> um. Yep. Yeah, so weather, uh, temperature, normal for this for this time of year. So reasonably, like reasonable temperature. Uh, Alton. I and rolled a 13. 13. So there's a light wind. um,
2: Light breeze today. And Rue. So Rue
4: rolled a natural 20.
2: Oh. (laughs) The light breeze.
1: But there is a lot of rain. It's to the point of it being... uh, It's... A lot of rain, a lot of clouds, um, and it is stormy. Um,
7: Rue just spends their time standing in the middle of the deck, just like like the water just running through, or well, like off them, or the like bounce of the off little rivulets, just staring out with some degree of excitement and melancholia. Oh, but yes, in that tweet. <laughs> Sorry, yes. y'all.
2: It's very wet. Fish fans having a great day, I'm sure. <laughs>
1: Uh, What would people like to do?
5: So, um, this morning, (laughs)
3: uh,
5: on this beautiful fresh morning, um, any of you who are currently on the deck um, would see Tibble. Now, Tibble um, is soaked to the bone um has clearly been out on deck for a while um and any of you who are on deck can see him uh in a hustle and bustle of directing and um giving guidance and orders to different um junior and general crew members uh as they try and navigate as best as they can, um, the storm. And you would see that Tibble is quite active and agile and as opposed to his, um, (laughs) well, stormy for him disposition of the, um, past day where he's been dealing with quite serious matters. Um, Tibble seems to be, despite being sodding wet and
2: um, in the middle of a storm, in quite cheery spirits. Captain Tibble, can I ask,
4: do you not suffer from pneumonia? You seem to be in good spirits despite the heavy weather.
7: Rue will just say from there, not really moving, just sort of like inclining their heads slightly as they're just watching everyone run back and forth.
3: Ah. Good morning, Rue. I think you'll find that I was... Oh, yes, good morning. (laughs) I think you'll
5: find that I was well overdue, a Bath, regardless.
4: I didn't want to say anything.
5: Well, I appreciate you uh, holding your tongue, I guess.
4: I'm just kidding.
5: <laughs> this is
4: a quite an extreme way to get to Bath, though. Very impressive.
5: I, I was also kidding, Bruh. It's uh <laughs> much as it seems to be a, a, well, a bit of a blight for Salem. Um, The storms actually provide quite good wind and cover. So, um...
4: Of course, that makes sense.
5: Good sailing weather, really. As long as the waves don't get too tall.
4: I suppose so. I myself have some reasons to not really like this sort of weather, but it is interesting. I'm glad that it is not any terrible downside for the ship and that you're enjoying your
2: lovely shower
3: i'm more so enjoying the start of a new adventure
4: of course the start of a new journey a chance to prove oneself and to see what lies ahead
3: i
5: very much so are you excited so be your first mission as official crew.
4: I am very curious. Is there anything you require me to do in preparation?
5: Not necessarily. Um, come to the briefings, but that's well. All crew are. It's
3: mandatory. Um, of
4: course.
3: More than anything, I guess. I can give you a piece of advice.
2: I would be very interested to
4: see what your piece of advice would be, Mr Tibble.
5: And Tibble kind of, um, he stops moving for a second, um, hands off some, like he would have had uh, one of his uh, clipboards, (laughs) um, and hands it off something that he was writing to one of the junior officers who um, then gives those orders across the ship. but he kind of reaches into his back pocket and pulls out a notebook that is very small for Rue. It is not a regular sized notebook for Rue in Rue's hands, but is a regular sized notebook in Tibble's hands. It's like, um, I like to keep notes of any of the missions I do, any thoughts, feelings. Wow, I don't know where the accent went. Um, Any of the thoughts and feelings that I might have on any given mission, it helps reflect on both the good and the bad.
3: If you would like to learn more about not even just sailing, but about yourself
5: and about how you're feeling about it all. Tibo kind of reaches up and offers um, this tiny little notebook. He's like, this is a fresh one. I haven't written anything in it yet. I like to keep some spirits on me because some of them go into the drink. So, you know how
3: it for we're on a boat.
4: Oh, you would like me to write reports or personal reflections?
3: I would like that, if that is something you would like to do, that you do that.
4: I would very much like to do that. That was a usual part of when I was tending to patients and making observations. This will be very useful, especially my thoughts and feelings.
7: And Roo, like, is very large, long, kind of little claws could very t- carefully pick up this little notebook from yeah. Tibble.
5: And um, in real-world terms, this would be similar to those little, like, pocket notebooks um, that we have in real life, the ones that are, like, you'd fit in a
3: uh, suit pocket. Yeah. That's so cute. And Roo kind of,
7: like... Carefully sort of looks over it and then just nods
4: and like, Good. I will begin right now. Thank you very much, Mr. Tibble. I hope you enjoy your shower.
2: You too, Mr. Friday. Oh, of course. Should you uh,
4: develop pneumonia in any way, please come and see me. I promise I won't require any amputation unless you get... A little bit too cold, but I'm sure you're very used to this.
5: I we're used to the um, weather. Alternately, has us do um, report backs whenever the weather is a bit like this. Does listening on the chest and
3: whatever for breathing things.
4: Well, I'm glad he knows how to do that. Then, please have a wonderful day.
7: And Rue, like reaches into like the, the little pouch and has Tibble with a piece of an a slice of an apple. It looks a little bit browned because it's been cut kind of a while back.
3: <laughs> Tibble uh, kind of looks at it and he's like, hmm.
5: Thanks, Roo. And he takes a bite into it and goes about his
2: <laughs> his everything. Creeps off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, anything others would like to do this morning? Um, for the most part, in, like, weird and wacky weather, such as what
0: we're experiencing, um, Neris is, as usual, confined to his study. Um, he does, every now and then, leave the door ajar, just so that he can hear what's happening out on the deck. Um... And as his position of quartermaster, anyone, is, anyone on the crew is welcome to come in at any time. Um, but he is um, in varying stages of either writing notes, uh, looking at his uh, requisition orders that he's got, um, or um, reading a little bit more in depth into any of the books that he's either read previously or... He's recently acquired. Um, probably, if nothing happens before midday, he's probably looking at doing something though. But uh, otherwise, he's just kind of writing.
1: Yes. Uh, yeah. So you get you get to probably about eleven o'clock without like anything happening, and you get you're pretty confident nothing will happen before midday itself at this point.
0: Perfect. Um, in that case, Naris will um close the book that he's reading um he's not really sure too much about what's happening in this book but um it seems to be some form of like a historical almost like a biography in a way but it's written by like a really big supporter of someone um something that happened in a land far away about a just a real anxiety riddled person who somehow managed to ascend to some form of Godhood. Um, and he's just kind of reading that and sort of a little bit confused, but interested. Um, and he'll, he'll close that and put it off to the side. Um, and now that we're a little bit more out to sea, he's going to grab a, a package that he purchased. The, um, sort of the bag of holding that seems to be able to keep um, food and other items cold and sort of livable, basically. Um, He's going to grab that, pop it under his arm, and make his way over to um, where, I'm assuming, uh, Alton and Kara are hard at work. And he's just going to Knock on the door.
1: The, uh, the chest of preserving.
0: There we go. Ah,
8: oh, nice. Alton will be like, just
2: a moment, and then he'll go to the door and open it himself. Oh, Maris. Uh What have you got there? So I have
0: acquired something. I'm not entirely sure if it will be of use to uh, you and your colleagues. Um, However, we recently came into, uh, obviously, with um, finishing a job for the Hydra. We all individually get paid. However, the Polaris also does acquire some funds in which it is my duty to put funding back into the benefit of the crew. I see. I, I have found an item that I believe would be beneficial to the, the kitchen as a whole. And hmm. Naris will present this item and kind of go through a bit of a, a um, demonstration on how it works. Uh, it's very difficult to give a demonstration, but he probably um, shows that it's like a bag of holding by putting something in it and then pulling it out like a magic trick and be like, yes, but imagine that, but with meat.
6: What does it look like, actually?
5: Um, sorry, very quickly. Kara would have um, come over from where she was kneading dough, wiped her hands, um, and would watch the demonstration, but she also would um, greet... Uh, <laughs> Would greet Neris in sign. And Elton, you're picking up bits and pieces of sign. Um, you can tell that Kara has a sign name for Neris and also has a sign name for yourself. Yeah. And for the first time, you notice that um, one of the words or one of the, um, signed words is the same in both of your names.
6: Interesting. Alton, like, kind of just makes a note of that for the next time, like, he, um, is going to study this sign language. Also during this interaction, Alton has been like, like, he opens the door, like, very suspiciously. And he very much like does not allow Naris in and is just like watching him. Um, yeah. Um, what does this uh, object look like? Is it like a box or a bag?
1: Um, what does this item look like? It <laughs> is a uh, simple, uh, simple blue chest with a silver-white filigree to it. Um, almost the the filigree is almost uh, like frost crystals and um, snowflakes in pattern. Uh-huh.
8: That's really cool. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yes, yes, this will be very useful. We can always do with more storage and, you know, keeping everything safe to eat. Thank you. And then with great reluctance, you can come in and we'll find a spot for it.
2: Oh. Oh. I will
0: indeed come in. And with great reluctance, Nerys will enter.
6: <laughs> Understandably, because Alton is just like watching his every step.
0: Yeah. Real quick, what's happening with that? What does Nerys with can Nerys vibe check the room, but mainly Alton? <clears throat> I assume we're not making a surprise cake here. There's something else happening. <laughs>
6: Um, I think Neris would very much know that Alton um, has this really strict rule that no one is to enter the kitchen other than him and Kara. Um, yeah, I guess you can like roll an insight roll if you want. Timble
5: breaks that rule constantly. <laughs>
6: <It> makes am <him laughs> so mad. <Yeah. laughs>
0: uh, but he
6: can't say anything because Timble's the captain.
0: Uh, it's a sixteen. So yeah. Uh yeah, sure.
6: Um, yeah, I think you probably, uh, you probably got to get some insight just about what you generally know about Elton's character that, um, he likes to have control over his surroundings. And this is probably especially an instance of that. There's probably some element of like, um, I don't know. Yeah. He, especially in this environment he needs he wants to know what everyone is doing there's a bit of a paranoia going on there Yes, he will allow nerys to enter while keeping a close eye on him
5: Uh, when um sorry uh when the door is opened and nerys is allowed in um he would see uh Kara has kind of stepped back from the door now and is leaning against one of the benches with her arms crossed. Um, And she's got this soft sort of smile, um, but you can see this amusement behind her eyes. Um, And when Nerys is allowed in, her furry little eyebrows raise very high. (laughs) Uh And she kind of looks between um, Alton and Nerys, and just kind of shakes her head.
0: (laughs) So a couple of things when Neris enters the room, um, knowing what he knows about Alton, um, Neris becomes very purposeful with all of his movements, very um, sort of visual in all his actions so that he's, he understands that. (laughs) Um, So he wants to be, make everyone as comfortable as possible. He's not going to move anywhere and without displaying that he's going to move somewhere. Um, and now that the, um, magical Esky, if we'll call it that, um, has been taken from his grasp, he does sort of shorthand sign the gist of most of what he's saying. Not like the full conversation, but enough. Um,
2: The nurse will walk in. So, um, <clears throat> I
0: unfortunately we were on a bit of a tight schedule when we were leaving. So, I was not able to um, acquire too much to be able to test this item out. Um, however, if it is of some benefit, I and will um, gesture to the bag that he's sort of got um, that he's carrying. Um, and it does contain a, a little bit of meat as well um, that he'll just sort of pull out and um, sort of place gingerly on a counter. Um, it's uh, like just 10 pounds of meat. Can I ask what kind of meat? Um, you can ask. What kind of meat? (laughs) (laughs) What kind of meat would have been available at short notice in the capital city for boats? I mean, fish. Uh, It would be after something that is specifically not fish.
1: I mean, capital city, you'd probably Any sort of game. Like, capital city, you'd be able to get most um, things. You might pay a premium for short notice, but depending on the day of the week, but um, you'd be able to find stuff like beef, like your standard beef, pork, uh, deer, uh, orcs for a bit of a gamier, um, uh, beef-like um, meat. Um...
0: Honestly, Neris is not a chef. Whatever meat would be like cheap, But not like rat meat
5: um yeah all i needed to know is that it wasn't fish so you would see kara sign um when you pull out this meat um she you you see her kind of laugh and then she signs that you um were on the ocean you didn't think to test it with fish
0: Uh, and Neris will sort of look at Car for maybe like a second too long and then we'll sign back. We
3: always have fish. She um she kinda looks at him and looks
5: at the ice box. Um and looks back at him and
3: then signs again like But to test it?
8: (laughs) Good to have something different. Looks like a nice cut of meat. And, you know, I don't have our uh, resident little fish catcher, shark man, around anymore, so...
3: (laughs) She, um... She, uh... (laughs) She kind of blushes a little bit
5: and then um, she scribbles down so you could sort of um, tell Alton and then she signs it as well. Um, and on the note, it just says um, Fishman is surprisingly
3: good at fishing <laughs> and then dot 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 worrying. <laughs>
0: To him to well, I just came to um <clears throat> drop this off i I'm not sure if um how much is required for a meal, but i'm if that is enough, then I hope it works, and it will give the crew, something else to focus on.
8: Yes, certainly. Noah uh, always appreciates some fresh supplies. I'm sure we'll be able to whip something together with this. Um, actually, Kara, could you um finish the little setup with this just for a moment? I'll just I need a word.
5: Um. Kara, from where she's still leaning against um, the bench with her arms crossed, looks between the two of you, amused again. Um, and she just, she nods slowly and then she signs um, thank you to Neris, um, quite amused, and um, wanders off um, probably into the storeroom to... Um, take some inventory and gather some spices and supplies for um whatever's on the lunch menu
6: <laughs> um Ultimal kind of got, like grab nervous's arm and rush him out of the like try to get him out of the room so that they can talk and he kind of shakes his head and goes
8: like she seems very amused by the whole situation <sighs> Naris, I need to ask you about what's been happening. Uh, people told me that I have been pardoned, but that's what happens in the meeting. That they are not... <laughs> that I'm not being deemed as a criminal anymore? That's correct, right?
2: That is what was said in the meeting, yes. Right.
8: Right. Well, that is, um, no, that's actually, um, that is very bad news. (laughs) Actually, when, when I think about it, um, do you know exactly why this has happened? Who has done
2: this and, and what do they want from me? There are not many people who
0: have the ability to ask the right questions at the right times.
2: And, I think that is the right question. I'm not entirely sure of the answer, and I am trying to find that out myself.
0: What I am able to
2: ascertain is that the information we have the heads of the Hydra appear to have reached out to General Peacebringer and the group they represent. And it appears
0: to at least from what we have been told,
2: it appears to have been enough to pardon you. Why would they do that? Why indeed? And
8: you'll know, learn a lot more about this. Are they, part, are they trying to get involved
2: in the whole conflict in Tovamah? Or they trying to
8: is this all about me somehow i mean that would be ridiculous if it was but pretty fucking weird of it to happen in the first place okay
2: right so um so you don't know too much about what's happened then i'm attempting to find that out I think the issue that we have
0: is that if we are to believe everything we have been told to believe,
2: mm.
0: then the heads of the Hydra have done both yourself and the Polaris a great service and I know you have not been working for the heads of the Hydra for very long. Mm. But they are a very powerful organization and they did not get there by doing favors without some form of value in return
8: exactly that's how power works it doesn't go you don't become powerful by giving out charity
2: this is I, not good i did ask ahead the if there was something that we needed to do.
0: They did specify that there will be a
3: favour
2: that is done in return when we finish our current mission. As for the nature of that, we may need to wait and find out. Right. Well, it helps ease your mind. I will try to make sure it doesn't affect the rest of the crew. I'm already not, you know, doesn't exactly
8: help the uh, the station of the crew having to give out charity to me, so.
2: I'll try to avoid it from impacting everyone else. That is very kind of you, but I'm not entirely sure you will have a choice. Mm. Can I roll insight on yes. Um Yeah,
1: Alton, roll me an insight check.
6: Yeah. yeah. Um, so Elton is pretty much inciting on, like, how's Nerys taking this whole situation? What does he feel about Nelton? And, like, does he, did he believe Elton when Elton said that thing before? <laughs> about what he promised. May I may not be the truth? Um, and that I rolled a dirty
2: 20 on insight.
0: So, Nerys is not, is there anything that Neris can roll to hide his emotions?
2: Uh, deception. Or is that deception? Deception. Okay. So Neris is, um, at the best of times, hard to read. <laughs> um,
0: he. Through, he does try with his, the words that he uses to be very, um, sort of playing both sides, if you will, um, where he's trying to stay as neutral and as, um, intelligence driven instead of emotions as possible. Um, and this time appears to be no different. Yeah. He is choosing his words very carefully. He does appear to be um, mildly miffed about the situation, which for Naris means that he's basically exploding. Um, But other than that, you can't really tell too much. Um, He is... um, when Neris talks normally and he's having a, a general conversation, he is observing the room and looking at everything. Um, you have noticed during this conversation though, whenever Alton is
2: talking, Neris is looking him dead in the eyes. Okay. Um cool. Yeah, Alton just yeah, he'd be like, yeah, trying to observe Neris for
8: a bit. And then just kind of like sigh and be like, right, uh, thanks for your help in this situation. I mean, obviously it's, well, I guess I'm not really your issue, but it does affect the ship. So, uh, like I said before, I'll try to see if I can uh, get it to not
2: affect the ship. What do you mean? Mm -mm. I mean... If things get too bad, like
8: if every member on the ship ends up utterly indebted to the heads of the Hydra, you know, put into service by them, I guess I'll see if I can convince them
2: to just choose me instead or something. Oh, I don't know, just leave. See if that helps. I don't know if it would, but you know, don't really want that happening to everyone. If I may, I
0: don't normally like to interfere in other people's lives
2: or make choices for them. Interesting, making an exception. What have you got? (laughs) You, when you joined the Polaris,
0: sure, the captain had some wonderful words for you, but when you joined, you're not
2: joining a crew, you're joining family. Mm. It's very inspiring. But it is not incorrect. You are when you joined this ship, you became part of the Polaris. Your problems are the Polaris' problems.
0: In the same way that Everything that
2: comes with the captain comes with all of us. We are, as corny as it may seem, we are indeed a family. Mm. And unfortunately, if you run away from families, they will just run after you. I need you to understand that, for better or worse, the crew of the Polaris is behind you. Hmm. I see.
0: And besides, I would have no one to talk to if you left, so I I'd very much need you to stay so that myself and Toad can both have some form of social interaction without the need to continue that later on when we both feel like we want to go and have our own time.
2: <laughs> well,
8: happy to provide the service. I'll try not to leave then, I don't exactly want to get chased down. <laughs> He's, I think, uh, (laughs) Alshin is always, yeah, very confused by (laughs) Maris. He goes, well, yeah, just kind of like cocks his head to the side trying to um,
2: make sense of this conversation. Yeah,
8: you know, um, family is very loaded term. I always, uh, I was rather curious about what exactly Tewa was getting into, uh, calling us that. uh,
2: This has lots of ties that are not exactly always positive. It's a different sort of family. I don't
0: know anything about your original family. When I joined the Polaris, my family along behind me as well. This is my new family. Polaris is my new home. Mm. This is the new family.
2: Okay, you were
8: not threatening me. Or at least maybe I just misunderstood the threat. You're gonna have to forgive me. Not great at reading, people. Maybe you've gathered that by now. <laughs> I'm really only good at uh, medicine. But yes, uh, have. Uh, thank you for your assistance. And yes, I too would miss talking to you and your good friend, Toad, if I were to um, go running away
2: from everything. <laughs> mm. We'll have to schedule a play date for them sometime. <clears throat> well, do let me know if you have any um, thoughts about anything. I will do whatever research I can well.
8: Yes, thank you. I'll, I'll be looking into it too. See if we can get this sorted. All right, better get right out to the kitchen. Thank you for... Uh... The,
0: uh, the cold box. Of course. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm very excited about that, actually. Um, there are not very many of these. Um, one would think something as um, <clears throat> amazing and incredible as a box that keeps things uh, cold and fresh would be available in every uh, household, but it is not. It is very unique.
8: You know what? Yes
6: this is and this is why magic is so unequal and then he probably I, starts going off on a rant
1: i will note they are a common magic item like <laughs> tw- 20 gold is quite expensive for the average person that is expensive but,
0: yes so alton would still say this but <laughs> Darius also still says what he says but yeah.
1: so is like all things considered an everyday like our equivalent a a fridge or freezer true true um so it's it's attainable for most they're not overly rare, but like yeah there's pro- probably closer to earlier like earlier fridge availability and affordability yeah than than modern day, so others like ice boxes aren't uncommon but
2: mm-hmm.
1: um these are Starting to get a bit more uh, Available And and uh, Yeah, but yeah There's still they're still a bit off being Like something that Everyone can have
6: mm. Yes, which Alton Yeah, he would start arguing that point Like it's, it's so inaccessible People don't have magic, people don't have money
8: <laughs> blah, 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 blah.
0: <laughs> I assume we talk Like that
3: for a little while <laughs> <laughs> Yes yeah. Right. <laughs> then he'll return back to the kitchen. Uh, um, just very
5: quickly, yes. when Alton gets back to the kitchen, um, Kara is working away. And um, <laughs> as Alton walks in, she signs something to you that. It's all words that you would know by now, which is... Um, what was that? And she emphasizes the that, like she signs it very aggressively,
3: but she is grinning. <laughs> what was that?
2: What's up with you today?
3: <laughs> she laughs. And
5: um, you see her sign something. She doesn't write it out because she's turning back to her um, job, but uh, you would recognise the sign for kitchen. Um, so you would see the sign that you think might be uh,
3: Nerys' name mm. and then something in kitchen.
5: And, like, she just repeats that twice and then gets back to work. (laughs) And she's just quietly laughing to herself.
6: (laughs) Alton just kind of rolls his eyes at this and then, like, throws up his hands, like, kind of jokingly. Um, But then probably his mood, like, um, downs a little bit and he's like,
8: well, with powerful people, you've got to be nice to them. Especially when you're in a bad situation.
5: Uh, Kara, she kind of softens a little bit at that, and she um, puts down what she's working on, and walks up to. Um, she walks up to you and takes one of your hands, um, and she gives it a squeeze, and then she um, takes her hands back and she spells out, and then does the sign mm-hmm. for safe. And she um, points to the kitchen, signs the word for kitchen, (laughs) points to herself, um, signs what you recognise to be her name, um, and points around her, and then signs safe
2: again.
1: (laughs) Uh, Is there anything else that folks do in the morning?
9: Um, Fishman will probably get up later,
2: closer to midday. Yeah. Um, but unless anyone wants to do anything before then. Alright. So, is there anything in particular Fishman does once he gets up, or? Uh,
9: he gets up and notices the weather. Yeah. <laughs> um. How bad? Would Fishman kind of rate it? Because uh... he's probably first things first. He's going to go up to the crow's nest.
1: Yeah, it is pretty bad. Um, In fact, something I forgot before, um, and I need... I actually need everyone to roll me a... uh, a skill check. I will allow you to uh, pitch me what check you want to roll uh, to navigate the storm. Um, so for example, uh, it could be, it could be a persuasion check, particularly for those like, uh, Tibble or Fishman, who are captain or, um, or navigator, uh, it could be, um, it could be if if anyone has proficiency in water vehicles. It could simply be that. Um,
3: Is uh-oh. there any any chance anything that would give Tibble advantage on this?
1: Uh, no, unless you. Okay. ...know of some feature that you have?
9: Um... um... My idea... I'm not sure if you can... ...spin it that way. Yeah? Um... Fisherman's essentially... ...hopefully going to... ...yell out to Nizen... and yep. uh, ...from up on the crow's nest... ...who can then... ...move that over to the captain... ...or whoever is... ...piloting the ship... ...he's, um... ...he's going to be analysing the storm... ...the heck out of it.
1: Okay. Um... That sounds like uh, a
9: bit of oh. Chinese whispers, if you will.
5: Uh, a little bit of, a little bit of telephone. That's a
9: stormy time yelling.
5: Kim rolled a in that one. Um, oh. Just so we're aware, so there's, there's not really
3: uh, many abilities. Yeah. Like it would be. Oh, wait. I didn't get a natural 20, so yeah. Could okay. um, <laughs> I argue that he's using his
5: athletics to steer the ship? Yeah. Yeah.
9: Because oh, um, he has advantage on those.
1: Fishman. So you're so what? what is it you're trying to do again, Fishman?
9: Find any form of landmark, feel the direction of the wind. I know he's just gotten up. Okay, so this, um, this sounds... But he would have charted these waters. Yeah. He would have where we're going
1: so this probably sounds like a survival check to me uh so tibble right. what did your total end up as
5: um with his advantage on strength checks yeah he got a 21 21 okay uh Fishman?
1: 24 24 okay uh neris alton rue did that come through any... 24
9: yes
2: yeah it did come through um, uh, what
1: ideas have Neris uh, Nerus, let's go with you first Have you got any ideas?
0: Um, <clears throat> so as the storm Sort of becomes a little bit worse um, Neris is going to take The Role that he normally takes Which is sort of just a general observer of the ship he's been on ships for a very long time so he's going to be um sort of looking at everyone doing their jobs um like as thoroughly as possible trying to like see if they're uh, if the ropes that they're tying are tight enough if um there's enough grip on the deck if there's um a job that needs doing that people aren't doing properly um he's done a lot of these jobs before Um, So he's going to look for any weaknesses um, and, like, try and look very thoroughly on Um, who's not pulling their weight, essentially, and go and help them or direct someone to help them.
1: Okay, so this would probably be then an insight check, I think, to make sure, like, to check that everyone's kind of on board, everyone's, there's no one that's kind of distracted or, as you say, not pulling their weight. That's a dirty 20. Okay. Um, uh, Alton or Rue, either of you got your ideas yet?
6: I mean, like, for Alton, would it just be a medicine check to make sure, like, everyone is okay in the storm? Because he's not going to be doing any, like, sailing things. Uh, (laughs) He doesn't know much about sailing. mm -mm.
1: Yeah. Oh, oh, allow it i
6: don't know how much it
1: would impact anything yeah i might raise the dc a bit because it's a little less direct but i'll allow a medicine check
6: okay Ooh, i didn't
8: roll well that's a 13.
1: okay and finally rue have you got any uh ideas of how
7: rue has been instructed to chillax um Roo has, however, come on board, come back up on board to just observe, I suppose. Um, They're just pretty much uh, staying to one side, staying out of the way. Um, If they see anything that requires assistance, they will come on. They will go and help because they're very tall and very strong. Um, Again, they would be looking out towards to see oh is it you know does that person look like look, 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 they're being stressed or are they like you know straining with that but again that's the role that's being fulfilled by other people yeah. so i suppose rue would just be
1: um looking yeah the... i think this sounds
7: like another I, again
4: yeah, he doesn't another... have a job so yeah. <laughs>
1: again i think this sounds he's
4: just the like Passenger.
1: passenger <laughs> insight
7: yep all right then we'll see how that goes uh
1: that is, uh, so 15. 15, okay, so the majority of you, uh, were able to roll, uh, roll a successful result. Um, which means that you are able to navigate the storm, um, which is quite good. Um, there, no, no harm to the ship, no, uh, delays in travel.
5: Um, as... Chibul is very excited and um, happy during this entire, like obviously everyone's working very hard and we're trying to navigate through a storm and he's uh, cheering and laughing and um, having a very fun time of it yeah. while this is all happening. Is this Comparatively,
7: is going on- oh. the second that things start, start to cool down a bit, Rui is going to withdraw closer back towards in inside
4: okay. the ship. I'm um, well, not looking pleased. Um,
1: before you have the opportunity to do that, probably around about midday, um, Fishman, you have a familiar kind of impending sense of doom. As if something you have experienced um, in a past life is um, about to recur.
9: Um. I, hang on, let me just check something. Da, 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 da Alright. Um. So, yeah, obviously he's quite familiar with this feeling, by the sounds of it, Mm. or he's got that kind of sense of being poor, if he can, um, he might, well, I guess in the moment, he might be a bit shocked, take a couple steps back, um, completely stop his duty whatsoever, Um, and then he might, after a moment, yell down to um, Nizen, and just ask him to of take the responsibility Yeah. Um, and then he might just sit down um, with his legs crossed and this isn't something he usually does at this time but um, he'll take some chalk out from his bag and he'll draw a circle around him real quick uh, put his hands together and kind of let Any kind of signs take his arms. Any kind of force take his arms. Now... Um, Do they... Does something happen?
1: Um... What is... What is the range on that?
9: Um... Um, It's just the closest within one mile. The (laughs) closest within one mile. Um... (coughs) There isn't... You don't
1: detect anything of that nature within one mile. Um but you still have that impending sense and because you're in tune with this at this moment, um draw me a perception check.
9: Um please if I'm correct that is a twelve check, yeah that's a twelve.
1: Okay, so you find yourself drawn to, from your circle, stand up and make your way uh, to the, I believe it is the, uh, the, the poop deck at the back of the ship. Um,
9: that kind of impending doom. <laughs> <laughs> right, and, got it.
1: And you walk past Tibble at the at the helm, and Tibble, you see Fishman walk past you, almost as if he is a man possessed.
5: Um, as he is goes... this something Tibble has witnessed before? No.
1: Um, and you see him look off the back of the boat.
5: Um, Tyrell rolled a 15 in sight, and he um, directs whoever's closest to him uh, to, um, to take over, whatever it is he's doing. Okay. The steering, most likely, he's yeah. the captain. Um, and he, um, follows after, um, Fishman. Does he get anything on that 15 insight?
1: Um, he... It almost seems as if Fishman is in some sort of... Uh magical trance. It doesn't seem like, uh, like it's necessarily harmful to him. Um, and by the point that you get someone to take out the wheel and you go towards him, he has come still to a point and just looking off the edge of the ship. And the fishman you find the trance ends. And when it ends, you, s- you see what you were drawn to. This dark patch in the water. Um, a- probably about 200 feet behind the ship at this point. Maybe a little more. Uh, and Tibble, you probably find yourself, yourself your
5: view drawn to what... Tibble just the rolled an man. 18 perception. Yeah. So he he um, kind of bounces over and it's through the storm, he's yelling like, um, Fishman, what are you doing? What's happening? Are you okay? And then like halfway through, he's like, what in the what on all the seas is that
1: and the two of you watch as this massive turtle-like creature uh, with the, the face of an almost turtle dragon hybrid leaps out of the surface of the water behind your ship fishman, you recognize this as the creature from your dream and you see this massive must be a uh, must, must be a quarter of a kilometer long from snout to the tip of its tail and it is behind your ship and closing in.
9: Um, so this it's not in your right? No. Hell yeah. What what weapons do we have on the back of the boat? Do we have any cannons? Do we have any chase cannons on or the ballista? On the back?
1: No. You have Yeah, yeah so you have uh, cannons along the side and you have a ballista at the front. You could probably with the help of a couple of people, or very slowly with one person, um, move the ballista to the back of the ship. But uh, it is currently at the front of the ship.
9: At the front of the ship. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Cool. 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 Um, all right. Um, Fishman is going to like turn around as if to bolt to the front of the ship, but I believe that's where Tibble is. Um, uh, right behind him. Tibble, follow.
5: Yeah, yeah.
9: Um, yeah, so he's, like, you. gonna go sprint, not knowing that Tibble is there. Um, almost trip over him. And be like... Captain? This is bad. We need to either fight or run. And I want to fight.
5: Jiminy Christmas. All right, um, Chibble uh, rolled a 15 survival because that's the only (laughs) wisdom thing that I can think that would be applicable. Does it seem like this creature is too much for us to be able to fight? Uh, My instincts say yes, but I don't know if Tibble's (laughs) instincts...
1: with that survival check, yeah, Tibble would be uh, of the same ports as you there. This is a lot. Um, This is big. This is massive. This is probably beyond you at this point.
5: Fishman. it's the size of an island.
9: And it's important to me. I've seen this before. <laughs> I know it's unlikely do we even know it's real as fishman if you can shoot at it please
1: okay uh what are you shooting at it with your your um, harpoon yeah okay is are you hooking on the harpoon like chain, no sorry not, just, not not a harpoon just a
2: sorry
9: just just a bolt yeah.
1: okay. Uh okay roll to
4: hit.
9: Huh?
2: Twenty right. three?
9: Twenty
1: three. So you hit it, um like the the bolt hits and pierces one of the uh one of the flippers and roll for damage.
9: Um that's
1: a six. A six. Okay, so it takes six damage, but it barely seems to take like notice of that damage.
9: I'm gonna turn back to Tibble and go. It's real. So what will you do? And he's going to wait like three seconds max.
5: Ishman, we're leaving. And tibble then... calls around. Um and he's like, um, All hands on deck, we need to outrun this thing fast.
9: Um, and then Fishman say to Tibble, Please pardon me. As he runs back to the back of the ship, um, can he please cast Hang on, let me just double check this.
1: Um, well, if you're casting something, that's a separate action. Um, and... That's
9: all right. It's only for the intention of speaking. Okay. If that helps it.
1: Well, I'm just get, getting at the timing of it. The uh, the creature is
5: getting closer. Um, just say what you're going to say, Jake. Hurry. <laughs>
9: He's going to attempt to speak with animals. He's not entirely sure if this is the most appropriate time. He doesn't know what this is. He's familiar with it, but he doesn't know what it
5: is. Chibble's already Um, moving into action while um, Fishman does this, so I don't think it'd affect much of how the ship is moving because everyone else is fucking doing shit.
9: Um, And Fishman is going to say something along the lines of, what are you? Why are
1: you here? And why do I know? So, how does Speak With Animals work?
9: Um, uh, so, it's specifically with a beast, I
1: believe? Yeah, you gain the ability uh, to which... verbally communicate with beasts for the duration. Knowledge and awareness. Many beasts are limited by their intelligence, but at a minimum, beasts can give you information about nearby locations of monsters, including whatever they can perceive or have perceived within the past day. You might be able to persuade a beast to perform small favour for you at the GM's discretion. Problem is, this isn't a beast.
9: Cool. He sees no response, and then he, he repeats it in Draconic. He repeats it in Elvish. He uh, repeats it in the, Primordial.
1: You repeat it in, dra- in Draconic, and so what, what was your question?
9: Same for? phrase. Same phrase. He's just Remind repeating himself. Phrase? Um... What are you? Why are you here? And why do I...
1: Alright. Um... Hmm.
5: I am Uthron. I have brain. You are my
1: pain. And that's where we're going to leave it for this week. So, Janus, it's been several days since you were captured by the Sin Seekers and kept on their ship. From what you've gathered, while there are windows, they don't seem to reflect the reality of outside. Instead, providing some sort of illusory view. Upon arrival, you were stripped of your arms and armor. Initially, you weren't allowed much freedom on the ship, though that has changed gradually over the past past few days. There are still restrictions on where you can go, but you are no longer under constant surveillance. With this freedom, you have discovered that the ship is crewed by a number of monstrous creatures that seem to have little to no autonomy. The only truly living beings appear to be the five Sin Seekers themselves, and you. Every now and then, Silanon will come to speak to you, often talking about your potential and his, and your importance to the plans that he and the boss have ahead, trying to sway you into aiding the Sin Seekers. Today is different, though. Rather than coming to you, Salonon has sent Aloysius, a charming human man with short, slick black hair, who you usually see wearing fine clothes as if he came from nobility, to bring you to the Cambian captain. You are brought out to the main deck of the ship, where all five sin seekers are now present. Rort, the hulking ogre who grappled you in chains when you were captured, appears to be armed. His chains wrapped around his arms, the ends of them slinking down to the deck. And Simon speaks. My old friend, have you had enough time now to reconsider my proposition? All the time in the
7: world and yet no time at all.
1: (laughs) And your answer?
7: It's still and I must say it's not, as I've said, it's not really um, a good way to make friends to kidnap them. And as much as I enjoy the company and the splendid view of the uh, the portholes that I'm not certain that uh, I would be a good fit aboard
1: this ship. If I have a
7: good one of my own.
1: I had wished it need not come to this. But it seems to me you have forgotten who you are. And I need you to roll me a wisdom saving throw.
7: Ooh, ooh, okay. <laughs> I'm great at those. Let's see how that goes. Ah, uh, <laughs> cool, that's an 11, so it's a 10.
1: Okay, uh, that's another good sound for the DM. Just let me bring up the wording on this one. So, uh, you fall for Cylonon's fiendish charm. So you are magically charmed, during which time you obey the Cambion's uh, spoken commands. Uh, I think that is the only relevant part of that at the moment, spoken com- um, cool. you won't, you won't obey any, the only thing I will say that that is currently relevant is you won't obey any suicidal command, yes, um, so anything that will lead to certain death you will not obey, but anything else you feel compelled to obey, to obey Um,
7: so he was sort of like just grinning like trying to play off this stuff and then he just kind of just like the the his entire physicality shifts and like just tenses as that takes root i suppose in his brain
1: allow rot to remind you defend yourself as best you can we don't want you dying on us and I need you to roll initiative for me please, as Silenton throws your glaive at your feet. Okay, cool.
7: <laughs> All right, uh... <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna take a picture of that. <laughs> That's hilarious. Okay, I rolled a natural 20. So did I! <laughs> <laughs> I just... <laughs> oh my gosh this goes well um, well I'm um, so for a total of um 21.
1: okay my total is 19. Um, rot, rot is a big hulking brute he doesn't have the greatest of dexterities um, wow okay that's amazing okay um hmm. so you are currently um yeah you're currently unarmed you are not wearing armor, not wielding your glaive. Your glaive is on the ground in front of you.
7: Alright, so, um, Janice, like, turns, like, very sharply, um, like a half turn to look at Rort, um, as he's commanded, and then looks down at the glaive, and I'm going to pick it up. Okay. okay. Um, the Wave Rider glaive. Um,. I believe. Yes. Okay, cool. Um, and then he's going to. That's um, well, an interaction, object interaction. Yes. He is going to then um, uh, turn another, like, full quarter step to fully to uh, face wrought. And he's going to, uh, first off, bonus action rage. Um, so immediately, if the skies around us don't reflect where we are, it's not really seen, but, like, even in t- inside this space of wherever we are, the, um, the like, a storm begins to brew and, like, um, lightning begins to crackle around him um, as, like, he sort of hunches down a bit, uh, brandishing the glaive. Um, and then I'm going to go charge at him, I guess, <laughs> is okay. what I'm going to do. Cool, and I guess I roll with advantage because it was about 20. Um, So, first hit is a... Cool. Um, So, a 27 to hit. um, 27
1: suddenly (laughs) hit.
7: Is the first hit. Um, And so that is... um, uh, So, 10 points of damage altogether.
1: Um, All right.
7: And then um, second attack is... Hang on. Um, uh, 21 to hit.
1: 21 will also hit. Also
7: hit. Cool. Um, And that is uh, 10. Excellent. So 15 points of total damage for the second attack. Oh. So Wafero glaive like, just, like, he, when Genos fights with this, because he didn't use it much before he got yeeted, Um, he kind of, like, uh, sort of, like, holds it in one hand and is, like, One, like, hits it with, like, this this, sort of one one, one hit that way, one hit the other way, like, twirls it around with, like, Hmm. the um, strength of his upper arm to use the... the, to to drive that home. And that's what he does on his turn, I guess. All right. Again, very blank, very just, like, militaristic, I suppose.
1: Um, Okay. So, Rort is going to kind of turn back. He's going to rage himself. Um, as the ogre lets out a Um, and raises up his arm and smashes his chain down upon you. So this is a chain smash attack. Um, And that is a... uh, He might actually miss on this one. Uh, That is a... Seven... Thirteen to hit. I roll hit it. poorly. It does miss. Yeah. Yeah.
7: So Jonas kind of manages to sort of, um, I probably if it's with the chains, like manages to bash it out of the way with like the butt end of the glaive. Mm. Um, but yeah.
3: Yeah. Like he's
1: only got one attack. Uh, f- when he uses his chain smash, yes. Okay. Cool.
7: Um. So Jonas just kind of like works sort of like a sharp a sharp tooth to do the green, like um and then um it's like huh oh, nice try. And then um he's going to um hit again. Um so just regular attack this time. Um so first hit uh should do it. Um it's a natural seventeen, so plus yep. eight. Yep. Um so D ten. What's that? Um, so uh,
1: ten points of damage. Ten First points hit? of damage. He is raging, so that is halved to yes. five.
7: Absolutely. Um, and uh, this one's just a seventeen.
1: Seventeen? Hit. Still hits.
7: Still hits. We're we barbarians, we don't have yeah. great AC. We just take all the hits. Um, okay, that's <laughs> okay. That's six points of damage. Half um, to three. Yeah, and then um, I forgot to do this the first time, but, like, the uh, that's fine. The storm has been building. So, um, and he sort of, like, um, says something in uh, deep speech, which is um, his God's language, um, and a crackle of lightning runs down through the um, the glaive uh, from the gathering storm as, like, the little sparks have been sparking off him as he's raging. Um, and as he's fought before, Janus isn't, like, super angry when he's raging. He just, like, just laughs quite... Um, he's enjoying this, and the uh, lightning from the... Uh, what's it called? Stor- his storm aura um, will lance towards him. Um, that is a deck save of uh, 15, DC 15.
1: All right. Um, uh, that's uh, 17 total. Okay,
7: so he makes it. That's all right. Um, it's only one... One d8, so that's halved. So okay. So um, ten points of damage, half to five.
1: Uh, like All right, that is. Uh oh yeah, because he saved. Okay. Yeah,
7: because he saved. Yeah, so it's yes. half. Yes. All right. So. Come on, show me what you've got. This isn't fun otherwise. Sure. See if you can weather the storm. <laughs>
1: uh, right.
7: Otherwise, I'll have to break you.
1: Uh, 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 Rort roars in your face as he does a reckless attack. Uh, Or uses reckless feature to do two reckless attacks. So um, he does, when he does this, he does a chain sweep. Or when he uses his multi attack, he does his chain sweep and two fist attacks. So the chain sweep is, I need you to roll me a dexterity saving throw.
7: I'm great at those. Let's go. Um, All right. Nope, that's a nine.
1: All right. So that is uh, 10 points of bludgeoning damage you take and you are knocked prone. Um, And then
7: that's halved?
1: Yes, because it is bludgeoning damage. Uh-huh. Okay, so five. And then two fist attacks. Um, at advantage. Um, Alright, so the first one is a
4: uh, 19. Yep, that hits.
1: And the second one is a uh, 24.
7: That also hits, absolutely.
1: Alright, so... Uh, the first attack does um what is it uh ten points of bludgeoning damage halved All to right, five. Alright, to five. Yep. And the second uh second fist does uh eleven points bludgeoning damage, also halved to five. Yes, that's right. Excellent. All right um then it is your go again
7: oh also
1: uh you do get to make a save against the fiendish charm oh okay yes
7: um what's oh no that's not gonna do it <laughs> uh yeah no um that was a wisdom saving throw, wasn't it that's a one yeah Oh <laughs> that's
1: a total
3: um,
7: of one <laughs> Well,
1: <laughs> also, before before you act on your turn, um, yep. in between rounds, essentially, Cymon um, speaks out, uh, go on, Janice. Don't hold back. Let us see that new gift of yours.
7: Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, so reeling back from these like multi, like the three basically, just like like because he gets swept back on his, swept on his onto his back and then just wailed on these two punches. Um, so, um, he kind of, like, uh, struggles a bit, like, as he wants to get up. Um, he's, like, panting now. Um, and again, like, the the big, wide, sharp teeth, and he sort of just, like, uh, with the, the knuckles of his right hand, just sort of wipes off a bit of blood that's starting to trickle down. And, um, he's like, Good one. All right, then. Let's see what you can really do. And um, I am going to transform, I suppose, then as asked very nicely. Um, so yeah, kind of like using, uh, he kind of sort of like uh, puts his hands out and sort of like digs his fingers into like the, um, the floorboards. It's like, like uh, these long sort of like webbed uh, claw fingers uh, start to sort of like crack out of his body. And like, um, he sort of uses that momentum to get up and as he does that, like more like shifting of bones and cracking of like skin, um, as he turns into his hybrid form, um, and that like long snout sort of stretches out, and um, he just grins. And I was like, "All right, let's try this on for size. You on for size this way?" And um, uh, yeah, okay. Um, I am going to. I'm just gonna bite him to begin with. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'll <laughs> show, show. showing off that. Yeah. Um. Cool. So, I'm um, gonna attack.
1: You do have um, advantage because used reckless.
7: Yes. Yes. That's right. Uh, cool. Awesome. Um. That's much better. So, 26 to hit.
1: 26 <laughs> will certainly hit.
7: Um. So I believe that's 2d10. Um. So that's six and seven. Uh. So. 13 plus five plus four uh (laughs) sorry uh 17 points of damage uh, damage, yep um as he just like yeah pretty much um yeah just uses the force of getting up to just surge onto him um and then like he and because i will get two attacks so yeah another bite i guess is um mm. is that attack he's still holding the glaive but it's he's just kind of using that to sort of steady himself um and then yeah another big horrible bite lashing out with this big horrible teeth um okay that is um uh that's a 17 to hit 17 hits 17 also hits okay so 2d 10 so that's ten and five, so fifteen possible. Nineteen points of piercing damage. So okay, yeah. so
1: nine points after nine. Yes. Uh, Rod is looking a little shaky.
7: Excellent, and um, I believe I can also bonus action. um Oh no, yeah, he's already saved on lightning damage thing. Yes, but the storm just keeps rolling around, and Charles like. <laughs> Excellent! Now do another!
1: Alright, uh, Rort is going to- I'm gonna see if he gets his chain smash back. He does not. So instead he's just gonna do same as he did last round. So chain sweep. Uh, so I'll need you to roll me a dex saving throw. Uh, Alrighty, (laughs) let's
7: see. I'm sure I'm even more gainly. Oh my god, no, it happened again!
1: I rolled a two, which is reduced oh. to a one again. It's, cause it's, it's <laughs> a reasonably high, but not impossible saving throw for you to make, but you're it's just fine. rolling terribly. So you- I'm
7: just a, I'm just a big, big barbarian. Yeah. It's difficult. <laughs> do- he it does have like ligament down which just like shudders for a moment.
1: <laughs> So you take, um, oh my God. <laughs> again, ten half to five <laughs> bludgeoning damage five. Yep. and are knocked prone. Uh, and yep. Rort is going to pound two fists into you, this time not recklessly because I realized my mistake last time. You're prone. He already gets advantage. Ah, uh, yes, true. Uh, so the first one is uh, 16 to hit. Uh, that does hit, yep. Okay, and the second one... Is a natural 20.
7: Oof. Oh, okay. okay. Well, that definitely hits. Yeah. Yep. <laughs>
1: so let's start with the regular attack. Um, so that is four, five. So 11 points, half to five.
7: Half to five. Yep.
1: Um, and then, so we've got eight. So 14 to start with, plus the dice roll. Uh 14 and I rolled max on the dice as well.
2: Oh wow. <laughs> um
1: so eight so twenty-two half to eleven points of bludgeoning damage on the second strike.
7: Excellent. Yeah, no, he catches Jonas full on and just kind of like tries to move out of the way, but again it's just too slow. Um hmm. he which when he manages to catch him. Um and he just, like, cackles um, and just, like, again, spits out more blood as, like, both his blood and rorts, I suppose, just splatters across the, um, the floor. Um, and I'm, I'm going to use half my movement <laughs> to leap up. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, um, yes, I'm still raiding. Um, yes, and I'm going to... Um, yeah, I don't know. No, no he, he's enjoying it you bite, it's fun. Um yeah, are so like okay, that was good. This is fun. I haven't had this much fun in a long time. And um, he I'm gonna bite again or attempt to. Alright. And again, like it's this is like he's I imagine Jonas is sort of like a tiger like a these hybrid form is like with a tiger shark or like the great White so it's very big and just like that force of like just slamming into him is like that same sort of um <sighs> Yeah, big yeah. draw attacks. Um, okay, so first roll will hit. It's natural sixteen, so plus yep. eight. Um, yeah, so that will hit. Um, so two to ten. Um, oh, plus seven, but yeah. Uh, so what is that? A six. Okay. Um, so So fifteen points. Uh, um, so sure. half to seven. Seven. Yes. Yes. Cool. Right. Um, for the first attack, and just like this is just like. He's just saying, I suppose, more savage. I suppose as this goes along. So again, it's it's biting. So to just try and grab on and then pull out okay. like sharks do. It's chunks. Um, next attack. Oh, that might not hit. Um, that's only a uh, that's only you thirteen. To hit.
1: That is his armor class exactly. So it does hit. <laughs>
7: oh, excellent! This is we're we're is... going. We're, we're being matched pretty well. So
1: yeah, <laughs> it's not hard to hit. Big lumbering brute it's fair um,
7: understandable yeah, I, I, I respect that Um, so that's ten. so 14 half to 7 um,
1: okay. again piercing damage alright um, and yeah I believe anything with the bonus
7: yeah I'm just going to check what do I want to do um, he might um, then he'll go I suppose to go i was just need to quickly check something um all right so um and then he kind of just like continues to like just do that like same kind of just like laugh like <laughs> <laughs> okay well this is good this is fun but i think this is it'll be over for you very soon so you better keep fighting um, and he's going to, I guess, with bonus action, he's going to, again, speak deep speech. And the command word for, um, as he finally stops using his glaive to sort of counterbalance himself and brings that forward. And that's going to, um, it, like, transforms into a bolt of lightning, I suppose. So preparing
1: that for the next okay. next round, yes. All right. Of the wave riding glaive. Uh, let's see if rod gets his chain smash back. That is a five, so no. Uh <laughs> I have to roll exactly a 6 on the D6, so...
4: Oh. <laughs> Best um, of luck.
1: Yeah. That's okay. I can still do a good amount of damage with the, uh, with the regular multi-attack combo. Um, which, Yay. speaking of which, a dexterity saving throw as he goes in for the chain sweep.
7: <laughs> no, let's see. Will I get a 2 again? Let's have a look. No! Okay. That is... Um, that's a 17.
1: That actually succeeds.
7: Yes. <laughs>
1: um, so you'll still take damage, but it'll only be half. Nice one. Um, it'll only be half, but I rolled max damage on the dice. <laughs> uh, so 14 points of damage, half to seven for saving, half to seven. three yep. for oh. resistance.
7: Gotta be faster, I'm learning.
1: Um... And then, then he's gonna go reckless to get his advantage in on the fists. Uh, the first one is a twenty-four.
2: Mhm. The odds gonna hit.
1: And the second one is a an eighteen. That also hits. So the first, uh, first strike is gonna be, that's uh, that's actually rather poor damage for him. Uh, so that's nine points of bludgeoning damage, half to four. And then Okey-dokey. the second is uh, 10 points, half to five.
7: All right, yeah, Janice is looking quite shaky now. And yeah. As this kind of starts to happen, like he's still, Um, he's still quite incensed, he's been told to be. Um, and, um, and he's just pissed off now. (laughs) Yeah. Because, um, he's enjoying this though. Um, Mm. yeah, in fact, like, the more blood beat, I suppose, and the more beaten up both of them are getting, he's just, he's having a lot of fun. Um, and, um, but, like, his body's starting to tremble, like, tremor a bit more than it normally does, even in hybrid form. All right.
1: Um, next is Janice's Go.
7: Alright, um... He's like... Alright, let's see how fast you move. And, um, we're going to use the, uh, wave rider Rider glaive. Um, Alright. So, um, basically, uh... Yes, so it hurls out, like, a bolt of lightning. This technically could happen, like, um... In the same move, but I was like, "This will be more far flavor because it's quick combat." Um, yeah. so, uh, yeah, so it forms like a line five feet wide that extends out from me um to the target. And All right. So each creature in the line must make a saving throw. I'm gonna assume he's just gonna avoid. Like he's just fighting this guy, so he's gonna avoid everyone else. Yeah. Um, it's still a dex fifteen sa- dexterity fifteen saving throw though. Yeah. Um.
1: All right. So let's see what he gets. Uh, that is a 16. All Even right, with his poor dex, he... That's
7: all right. Um, so take enough. half damage. Yeah. Um,
1: so... Got, sorry. And it's lightning um, damage, so it's not halved. Oh, yes, that's right. Oh, so Although oh, it is sorry. halved for the save.
7: Yeah. Yes. So it's 4d6 lightning damage. So, um, and that was, um... What's it called? Um... Uh, 20 points of um.
1: Okay, so halved to yeah. 10 for the sake yeah,
7: yeah, so it rolled quite well but like still it's still going to yeah. be a 10 though um, and that sort of just crackles and glimmers out and then sort of like returns back into his glaive and um, yeah, I'm uh, now attack <laughs> with the glaive I guess um, yeah. see, I'm just checking the command word because that was uh, technically like technically we'll say this is the bonus so- action with that um so I've utilized that. Just ticking that off. Um, cool. So is that, and now I'll just to do a regular swing. Is yep. that a bonus action? Um, the way life basically says when I speak a command a word, it will transform and then just the lightning. So I'm gonna assume that would be a bonus action. Uh, uh, or just a regular I
1: act. think it is, I th- suspect it's an action. Let me try to Yeah,
7: double check. This is a homebrew item.
1: Yeah but it otherwise is. I'd
7: assume I could just hit again regardless because it's using the um, life or is that
1: because it's a special action that's all I can do okay um action oh no I need to go into inventory uh when you speak it's command word it pulling a that makes sense pulling a line um I need to double check the because this is based on the javelin of lightning this property so I need to double check that. Uh, so when you hurl it and speak its command word. So you do it as part of, part of an attack, basically.
7: Part of an attack, yeah, yeah. yeah. So second attack, just a regular one, though? Because it goes uh, yes. I use the last Yes, thing. Cool. Um, so that's uh, so an 11. So uh, with 19 to hit.
1: All right, that old. And it's just a
7: regular D10 plus five. Yep. Oh my god! Okay, um, so that's a six. So six. half the three. Oh. It's just regular damage again. Yeah.
1: Yep. All right. Um, then it is Rotsko. Um, so he is going to. Oh, I'll roll my D6. See if I get the chain smash back. Nope. Uh, so, chain sweep. Too bad. Dexterity saving throw, please. Oh
7: no. <laughs> Will
1: you uh, stand or fall?
7: 14.
1: 14 is the DC exactly, so you <laughs> remain <laughs> yes. standing. Uh, and so, Rot's gonna. Uh, you do take the half damage. Who's slow,
7: again, which I'm learning.
1: Is 8, half to f- uh, 4 for saving, half to 2 for resistance.
7: Got a kick to it though.
1: Um,
7: Got to commend you for that.
1: And then two, uh, two punches, uh, both uh, reckless. So the first one is a 19 to hit. Yep, that hits. And the second one is a 14 to hit, which will miss. Second one doesn't hit. Yeah. All right. Um, all right. So the punch. So let's see. So that's 12, half to six points of bludgeoning damage. Alrighty. Yeah, we're,
7: we're, that's a lot of blood here.
1: Getting, yeah, couldn't
7: be more pleased. <laughs>
1: the two of you are both getting down to the wire here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, right. and it is your go.
7: Cool. Um, so he is going to, uh, um so Janus is again gonna spit out more blood that is just like just slaking down his mouth at this point because he's been biting him anyway um and then he's going to again do the like weight distribution shift and um like uh as he does that shift his footing to surge forward again and another bite i think
1: okay now don't forget because he is reckless you do have advantage on your attacks. Oh, yes, that's right. Until his next turn.
7: Oh, my goodness. I wish that on these rolls... That's only a 12, so I don't think 12. that hits. No. That's all right. He'll try a bite again. <laughs> that's better. That's like a natural 19. So okay. okay. That one will hit. Uh, yes. So 2d10. <laughs> Plus... This four.
1: This may very well come down to how much damage you do with this bite.
7: Yeah, okay. Um. So... So
1: so 12 total. 12 total, half to six. Okay. Um, All right. He's still standing. Uh, But very, very shaky. Um, And all right. This will probably be the last opportunity to get this uh, chain smash back. And it's a three. He doesn't get to use it again. Um, but chain sweep. He just roars his face as he swings yeah. into his chain. It's fun old chains. Yes. Here we go. Um, that's a thirteen. Thirteen. That doesn't hit. Uh, yeah. You you get you get tripped up by that. So uh. you started you started kind of getting the into the swing of his uh his sweeps, but. He's starting to get a bit cocky now with it and mistime it just that little bit and fall flat. Um, And because of that, you take again, uh, maximum damage uh, from this one. So... So that's 14 points of bludgeoning damage of to seven. Oh no, down to seven. Yep. Okay. (laughs) and then <laughs> two fist attacks with advantage. Yep. Let's see. Uh, the there we f-
5: go. <laughs>
1: yeah, the first one's like a 13 on the dice, plus an 8. That's yeah, gonna uh, hit. Yeah. And then the second one uh, is a 7 plus 8, which is a 15. Which just...
7: Meets it. Yeah, it meets yeah. it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Alright, so... I could roll incredibly poorly on the damage here.
7: True, true, you could.
1: Um, uh, I didn't. I rolled kind of average, so that's... Uh, but this this is going to be more narratively satisfying, though. First punch uh, does 10 halved to 5 points of bludgeoning damage.
4: Cool. And yep. then
1: with the final hit, I know whatever I roll... You're gonna be out like a light But let's- let's- let's see
7: (laughs) I am on one digit
1: (laughs) Uh, that is eleven half to five Yeah Um, (laughs) As you are out cold Cool Uh, (laughs) And Everything is black for One Two before you were brought (gasps) back to consciousness. Um, (coughs) Silenon grasping your hand. Um, I don't think he... Are you... Are you... You you are still technically charmed, but Silenon is going to willingly drop it. I think that's something he can do, presumably. Um, so he's gonna drop it, um, and simply say, so you're brought back to, um, actually I should, I should roll.
7: Yeah, uh, i die.
1: What is, oh no, just for how many hit points, Yeah. Uh, he heals you for. Um, he's charisma caster, so that's, uh, he heals you for four hit points, which is literally okay. by by roll of the dice, the lowest he can hear you for. That's fine. Um, respect that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he says, uh, and as he brings you back to consciousness, he says to you, let's see if that reminds you who you really are. Um, he knows he has taken your glaive. And he and the other sin seekers walk off, returning to the depths of the ship,
0: leaving he just you kind of, beaten well, yeah.
7: Just lies there and there's, like, full of his own blood, um, just completely, like, beaten, and then just, like, lies there and just sits at the ceiling, like,
2: fuck. <laughs> All right, that'll be the end of that scene. Thank you for listening, everyone. What is going oh, on here?
4: You. Oh that's um, me. See you next week everyone.
5: See you next <laughs> time. Bye. Bye. god and what other dice do i need for this little dude <laughs> yeah that's the thing it's just like oh. like what do i need lots
7: of
1: i can't remember
5: uh you're a paladin d 8 i know you think
7: D8. i to remember because it's the same character but you know it's <laughs> the same
1: class although that being said like what else and and also like what spells do you favor as as Rue?
4: Um, compared to bad punch healing i'm a healer yeah.
5: which again is a I'm lot a of d 8
4: yeah,
5: I thought oh, you were I talking really about can. Tibble for a second and I'm like
4: probably no, no. no, Tibble's
5: not a paladin <laughs> no, <laughs> Tibble is like I don't know how to break this to you Tibble I think is a lot of Tim D8s is and, is not
1: like a paladin D8s and D10s and honestly not a lot of them
5: not a lot of anything which is no. honestly refreshing um, like fighters, fighters it's
1: delightful you can generally just get away with like a basic seven piece set like a seven dice set
3: oh good yeah um, why have i not with done like this before an, ex-
1: an extra d20 for advantage
5: you're all out here with your wizards and your fucking half casters and shit and i'm just here like the sewing sword <laughs> yeah wizards use a lot of d20s